Hello, my darlings. My name is Hannah, and welcome to Charge Your Vibrator, the podcast where I will be talking about sex, which is super important. It is something I've had more than three times, but probably less than 500. I'm not sure. I'd have to run the numbers. Um, I am here to remind you, first and foremost, to charge your vibrator. It will die, and you will not have it when you need it, so go plug in your vibrator right now. All right. This is the first episode of my podcast. I am a little nervous, very excited. I have been talking about doing this for a while, and here I am. I am set up and ready to go. I want to start my first episode talking about the foundation of everything that we're really going to be talking about for the rest of the time I'm doing this podcast, really, and that is general sex education. Uh, That's abstinence, comprehensive sex ed, and getting your own information. Um, So technically what I'm doing right now is a form of sex education. I am going to educate whoever's listening to this on sexy things. All right, a little bit about me. Um, I am married. I live in Utah right now, but I'm from Florida. I'm a student and I'm working towards becoming a sex therapist. I love sex ed and I love therapy, so I'm doing both and I want to share what I'm learning with my listeners as I go along. Um, Side note, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, aka LDS or Mormon, but I will not be introducing any religious perspective into this podcast because I think it's important to get a lot of perspective. So I will keep that out of the picture at least for a while. There are some points when I think we can start looking at different perspectives, but for this, we're just going to look at it um, impartially. Um, So yeah, I would love to get questions or comments or even scenarios from you for the record. Um, You can go to my Instagram, that's at Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, DePriest, D-E-P-R-I-E-S-T, 99, and you can DM me or respond to the polls that I post there daily. I put information on my Instagram story daily about sex education, and I use the information I get back to help me get a general idea of what people need to learn about. So absolutely, if you are interested or if you want to help me get some information or if you have a question, I will do my best to answer it for you. And I also want to preface this with the fact that I am not a licensed sex therapist or a scientist or in the medical field, I am a student. So not everything I say is gospel. Uh, Please take it with a grain of salt. I will be sharing my opinion. Um, And I will post sources in the links below uh, so that you guys can fact check me. But pretty much everything I say has been fact checked. So just letting you know. And with that, I think we can get started. Okay. So I want to talk about abstinence-only education. It's very common. It's what a lot of people grew up with. Um, So abstinence-only education basically is an education where you are told to wait until marriage to have sex. Waiting until marriage to have sex is safe for the most part. It can keep you from contracting any unwanted STIs, STDs, or pregnancies. Um, But abstinence-only education really doesn't do that. There's actually studies that have found that abstinence-only ed doesn't decrease teen pregnancy. Also, it doesn't decrease the level of STDs or STIs. There was a 2000 study Um, It was on the impact of abstinence versus comprehensive sex ed. 
that most abstinence programs did not delay the initiation of sex, and only three out of nine had any positive effects on sexual behavior, which is not great in the long run. <laughs> so yeah, um, in 2008, conservative states received $71 million in abstinence-only education funding. Comprehensive sex education doesn't get a ton of funding. Another major thing to note is uh, abstinence-only educators are known for being very, very... What's the word for it? I'd say aggressive. Um, they've been known to make students cry. They've been known to be very shame-driven, very guilt-driven, and um, there's one specific sex educator I want to talk about. If you have ever really researched abstinence, or have any interest in sex ed, I would be surprised if you haven't heard of her. But her name is Pam Stencil. She is a huge advocate for abstinence-only sex ed, and she is a person. <laughs> she has some very memorable quotes, things like, if you take birth control, your mother probably hates you. Uh, she's been known to say, I could look at you or, or any of you in the eyes right now and tell you if you're going to be promiscuous. Um, she says that if you have sex, you are guaranteed to get an STD or an unwanted pregnancy. And it's just false. She spreads a lot of false information. Sex education should be so open. There should be no judgment in the conversation. If a sex educator comes into a middle school or a high school, or I hope someday we start doing it even in elementary schools because kids have these questions early on, but if a sex educator comes in, there should be no judgment. If someone asks how they could contract an STD, and it's very specific, if they say, hey, I did this, is this okay? There shouldn't be any judgment. And that's something I'm very passionate about. I love that I have friends and family that come to me when they have questions because they know this is something I'm passionate about and they know that it stays with me and that I won't judge them no matter who they did it with or how many times they've done it. It doesn't matter. That's personal and sex is personal. So absolutely not a fan of most abstinence-only sex educators, which is not to say there's not some rough comprehensive sex educators, uh, but there's definitely some big names out there. And if you are wanting a kind of bittersweet laugh, I would definitely look up Pam Stencil, see some of her performances in front of student bodies. They are enlightening. So I would recommend those highly if you want to laugh at terrible sex education. Just as a quick transition, if you're listening to this, you probably already follow me on Instagram. I definitely kind of got a feeler for how successful this would be based off of what my followers said, if they would listen to it or not. So if you're not a follower of mine, I mentioned that I do those sexuality polls on my Instagram story. So about seven weeks ago, I asked my followers if they received an abstinence only or a comprehensive sex ed in school. Um, the results were pretty close to what I expected. It was about half and half, give or take a few but almost all of them were unaware that only 13 states require their sex ed programs to be medically accurate. I'm not sure if you knew that, 
there are only two states that require that religion isn't part of their sex ed, and that's California and Louisiana. That's information that I will put the link for below. And out of 51 people who responded to me, only three people said that their sex education included any information about foreplay, pleasure, or consent, which is vital, in my opinion, to sex education. There is this concept that sex is 100% for baby making. That is something that needs to end. It's absolutely ridiculous because sex should be fun. It's a bonding experience for many. It is healing. It is just a way to get to know someone. And I'm not promoting casual sex and I'm not promoting waiting until marriage, but I'm saying that sex should feel good for both parties and it should not simply be a vehicle in which to create children. We need to discuss foreplay so that sex is pleasurable, especially for the women because they need to be lubricated. We need to discuss pleasure because pleasure is something that men almost consistently feel during sex, but women have to work a little harder for it. And consent is a major problem all over the world because it has not been taught. Um, My biggest point kind of talking about all this right now is that sex education in schools, pretty much no matter where you are, is kind of whack. So my suggestion to any of my listeners would be do your own research. Uh, Share what you know with people you care about. I mean, if you are learning information and you have verified that it's true, tell your friends and family. Go to multiple resources. Make sure that you're not spreading false information because that's just as bad as no information. Sometimes worse. Avoid stigmas. I'll talk later on about the STI and STD stigmas and just general sex stigmas. We've got to get past that if we're going to progress. Sex is good. It is good for you. It is healthy. And I think we as a nation, as a world, as a community and society, we need to kind of jump into talking about it. It's taboo. It shouldn't be. I think something that I really want to emphasize is breaking the cycle. The cycle of kids growing up feeling like they can't ask questions. It's important that we stop what's happened. There are, I know more people that are afraid to ask their parents about sex than people who are comfortable with it. And that shouldn't be the way it is. Sex should be something that we want to teach our kids about. They're going to have it. I think the most important part of sex education is making sure that kids know that whatever happens, it's going to be okay. Being told that if you have sex, you'll get pregnant and you'll have to raise a baby, or if you get pregnant and you decide to have an abortion, you're an awful, disgusting person, or if you get pregnant and you decide to keep the baby, your life is over, or if you have sex and you get an STD, you're dirty. Those are the things that need to be taught that those are wrong. It's not true. People have so many options and the only way to keep most of those things from happening most of the time is to teach people how to protect themselves. If you're going to have sex, use protection. Make sure that you know the person at least a little. Make sure that you know if they have been STD checked. I mean people should be getting tested regularly. If you are sexually active, you need to be getting tested very important. But more than anything else, you need to make sure that kids understand that sex isn't a bad thing. Something I've noticed 
in specific communities that are a little bit more religious is that you're taught to be abstinent, you're taught to not have sex, sex is bad, don't have sex, and then you get married, and all of a sudden you're allowed. You're okay. You can have sex, and then it's hard. It's hard to make that transition. That's a huge jump. And you can teach your children. This is how you safely have sex. My mom and my dad were very good about that. Um, They were open and understanding. I could ask them just about anything. And at the same time, they they would always push me to make good choices, which are different for everyone. I am open about the fact that I was not an active member of the church in high school for a period of time, and I was sexually active, and my parents didn't love me any less. They didn't even judge me for it, but they did care that I was safe, and that's something that I want to emphasize. Making sure that children understand the dangers of not having safe sex, making sure that people understand that kids are going to have sex. They are able to sext, have physical sex. They can do a lot. If we really want to progress with sex education and lower, you know, if you're pro-life and you want to lower abortion rates, if you're pro-choice and you want to stop hearing the argument that, you know, if we teach everyone to have sex, then there's going to be more abortions. It's not true. We need to just teach kids how to have safe sex. And for the record, adults need to learn too. You would be surprised at how many adults I get asking me very basic questions about protection and whether or not certain methods work to stop pregnancy or if you can get STDs a certain way. It is mind-boggling. So please teach your friends, teach your family, and if you're parents, please teach your kids. It will make a world of difference. The biggest thing I want to end this podcast with is just emphasizing that this is a sex-positive podcast. I want to talk about sex in the best way possible. I want to talk about pleasure and the ability to enjoy it. It's important, and although I think that being safe is important, um, and I know that waiting until marriage is the safest way to do that, I think it's important that if you don't want to wait, you don't have to. Like, don't. (laughs) Have sex. But be safe about it. Really, just wrap it up. Use birth control. Use a dental dam. Anything you need to use. But do not have unsafe sex on my watch. (laughs) Not that I'll be watching, that's gross. Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you plugged in your vibrator. This was my very first episode. I'm very much aware that it's incredibly awkward, and I'm an incredibly opinionated person, so trying to stay impartial, trying to get a lot of perspective, but if you have any questions, any suggestions, uh, any scenarios that you want to go over, please, please, please let me know um, by sending them to my Instagram. Once again, that's at hannahdepriest 99 And if you want to jump over there, give me a follow and participate in my daily sex ed trivia and information on my story. That would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day, guys. All right, see you next week.